Hey everybody, Tim here with a brand new episode of the Pub Trivia Experience and today we are kicking off the bottom right quadrant of the Hot Seat Tournament. This bracket has some truly heavy hitters and today's guests are no exception. Let's start up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with Chris Eve. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Good, Tim. I have a Hallow Double IPA from Half Acre Brewing out of Chicago. Um, I'm a mailman, so I have plenty of time to listen to podcasts, and uh, I'm really excited to play Jonathan. Um, we've actually known each other for a few years. Uh, we played on the same team before, actually in Philadelphia, and we played against each other, I think, on his podcast, so this will be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on board. Uh, let's head down and see his opponent, Jonathan Oaks, out of Jacksonville, Florida. Jonathan, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am drinking Diet Mountain Dew from PepsiCo Brewing. Um, <laughs> yes, they they do a wonderful job with this obviously craft product. Uh, you know, Chris, you mentioned we played together. That was an awesome time, uh, meet up in Philadelphia. But I remember this is our second tournament together. We didn't That's play true. each other. But Chris was a finalist. He went up against Russ Friedewald in the only tournament I've ever done on Trivial Warfare back in the first 100 episodes. And so I do not underestimate Chris Eve. He is a good player. Yeah, it definitely sounds like uh, we, we should have a good one on our hands today. Maybe a real barn burner. Uh, this is the first matchup of the, this quadrant of the tournament. We're bouncing back and forth between the quadrants, but each section has eight players. At the end, we will crown our first ever pub trivia experience hot seat tournament. Here's how the game is going to work. We're going to start with our warm-up round consisting of five questions each. Each question is worth one point and is a simple yes or no question. There is no punishment in this round for answering incorrectly. You either get the point or you don't. You don't lose anything. Uh, then we'll move on to our main round, the Hot Seat Challenge. We'll ping pong back and forth for about 30 minutes, answering as many questions correctly as you can. Each player will receive the same number of questions. Uh, so if Chris Chris is going first tonight, so if uh, he gets a question and time runs out, Jonathan will get a chance to answer a question. Each question is worth one point, and there is no penalty in this round for answering incorrectly, so you might as well give it a shot. Then we will move to our final wager round. The contestants are going to spread out their points among, uh, however they want across the three categories. They can wager any number of their points, but they cannot exceed their points entering the round. This is the only round in which a contestant can lose points. Uh, so you, if you don't get your wager, you are going to lose those points. After the three questions, we'll have our winner who moves on to the next round of the tournament. How's that sound? Good. Beautiful. We ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. So today's warm-up round is I have, in 2021, Rolling Stone updated their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Uh, it's the first time they've updated in 17 years. I've taken the top 15 songs. So all of these songs are going to be in the top 15. Quite simply, I'm going to give you a song and you're going to tell me whether it cracked the top 10 or not. So all of these are top 15 songs. You need to tell me whether it's a top 10 oh, song. <laughs> We're right. differentiating between 15 and 10. Okay. For a bit of a gauge, the top three songs I will give you. Number one is Aretha Franklin, Respect. Number two, Public Enemy, Fight the Power. And number three, 
Sam Cooke, a change is going to come. All right. So you just need to tell me for one point each whether or not these songs are in the top 10. And we are going to start with Chris. Your song is The Beach Boys, God Only Knows. All right. I think um, this is off of their Pet Sounds. This might have been the best song, I think. I'm going to say yes. Just missed the list. It is number 11. Mm. I think it used to be in the top 10. It got bumped down. Uh, that That's quite possible. There are some newer songs in that list. Um, number, uh, our, our second one to Jonathan. Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On. Oh. Well, if I was just going with my gut, I would say no, but... I'm I'm going the opposite direction because it's like, oh, how does that get asked? Come on. I'm going to say yes, it's in the top 10. Number eight. Yeah. Number eight. That's a correct answer for Jonathan. <clears throat> Our third one to Chris, Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, I think this has always been a favorite of Rolling Stone, the magazine. So I'm going to say yes. Number four. Point to Chris here. Back that to was Jonathan. number one on their old list, by the way. That that was definitely their number one for a long time. Number four, back to Jonathan. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On? Oh, it's a great song. It's got a similar vibe to Change is Gonna Come, but I'm going to say it's outside the top ten. Actually, it came in at number six. God dang it. Chris, you get the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter. Um, I don't know if this is the best song of theirs, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, that would be correct. Number 13, Jonathan, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. I'm going to say no. Number seven, I'm sorry. God dang it. <laughs> oh, I don't like that song. I'm biased against it. <laughs> Number seven, our seventh song tonight, back to Chris with Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Does that crack the top 10? I got a feeling it might like be towards the last couple. So I'm going to say yes. It is in the top 10. It came in at number five. Hmm. Number five on their greatest, their 500 greatest songs of all time. Jonathan, the eighth song of the evening, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. All right. I'm already losing respect from Rolling Stone. I'm judging their list. If Dreams is in the top 10, I don't even think they deserve to have a magazine. I'm saying no. It actually is number nine. That is that is unacceptable. <laughs> it's unacceptable. What a terrible... How in the I world? John, I, I, I've agreed with both your answers, too. So it's crazy. I yeah. mean, I like Fleetwood Mac. That's not even in their top five of their own uh, alb- uh, songs. Nope let alone number nine best song of all time. Chris, your last one of the warm-up round, Stevie Wonder Superstition. Jeez, that's a great song. Um, I feel like, I didn't write anything down, but I feel like number 10 is left. Um, I'm going to say yes again. It's actually number 12 on the list. And wrapping up our warm-up round, Jonathan, Outcast, Hey Ya!, I think Hey Ya is like number 14. We had a question about where this was one of our answers in the last couple of months. I'm going to say it is outside. It is number 10 on the list. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so running through the list, obviously well. we said Aretha Franklin at number one with respect, Public Enemy, number two, Fight the Power, Sam Cooke, number three, A Change is Gonna Come, number four was Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone, five, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, six, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, seven, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever, eight, Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On, Nine Fleetwood Mac Dreams, Ten Outcast, Hey Ya. Then we had the Beach Boys with God Only Knows, Stevie Wonder Superstition, The Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. Number 14 was The Kinks with Waterloo Sunset. And number 15 was The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. So it was it was tricky. You only had three answers that were outside of the top 10 that you gave. That was nice. Yeah, I, um, I just completely randomized them and said, this is the order we're going. So, And also, Rolling Stone is jumped the shark so hard. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so after the warm-up round, our score is Chris with one and Jonathan with one. Wait, we're you got take... more than one, right? Didn't you, Chris? I did. Yeah, you had more Which one more did you get? One. Did I miss one? He uh... got Bob Dylan right. Okay. He Beach got Boys. Smells Like Teen Spirit right. Correct. He got the okay. Beach Boys right, didn't he? Okay. I apologize. It's three to one. We are going to take a quick break here for our new sponsor, and we'll be right back with the main round. All right. Our next question in the category of self care with products such as the lawnmower, the weed whacker, the crop reviver, and more. This company is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Oh, yeah, I, I can lock in. Chris is locked in. Jeff, go ahead and talk it out. Ah, Chris, yeah, you bar- barely beat me to it. When I think of men's below-the-belt grooming, there's only one name I ever think of. Manscaped. Jeff is locked in with Manscaped. Chris, what do you have? Yeah, uh, I had Manscaped as well. I think this one's pretty easy. Um, I've used their Lawnmower 4.0, and I got to tell you, man, like this is a fantastic product. A lot of things that I love. I love the fact that it's waterproof. I love the fact that the ceramic blade actually feels good. Like there's no chopping or danger or anything like that. I love the feel of it. Um, and the thing that to me is like the most handy and I love, I never thought I would have needed this in one of these, but that LED light is insanely intuitive. Like I, I never thought I would have thought I needed it, but it makes everything so much easier. So for me, I want a clean shave everywhere. Manscaped. All right, both players have locked in with Manscaped as the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And the correct answer is Manscaped. That's right, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And right now, listeners can go to Manscaped.com and enter promo code PTE for 20% off and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com, promo code PTE. Manscaped, join the over 4 million people who trust Manscaped with their goods. All right. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. Are you guys ready for the hot seat? I feel freshly shorn and ready to go. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So here's how this is going to work. We're just going to bounce back and forth between questions. I'm going to give one question to Chris. Same way, except it's not going to be, is this one of the top 10 out of these 15 songs? Um, some of them are going to be multiple choice. There may be some true f- false, maybe just some open answer questions. The timer will start when I finish reading the first question. We're going to start with Chris uh, back and forth until the timer runs out. So here we go. 
Which of these herb names comes first in the title of a classic 1966 album by Simon and Garfunkel? Sage, parsley, thyme, or rosemary? I think. I'm trying to sing it in my head. Parsley. Parsley is a correct answer. Jonathan, because they lack extra strokes on their letters, fonts like Arial and Helvetica are called sans what? Serif. Serif is a correct answer. Back to Chris. Which of these U.S. states is located east and not west of the Mississippi River? Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, or Illinois? I feel like there's a couple answers here. Can you repeat the answers, please? Yep. We're looking for the one east of the Mississippi. Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, or Illinois? I'll say Illinois. Illinois is the correct answer. They all sit on the Mississippi, but... Good job. Uh, Jonathan, the French phrase fin de Cecil would most likely refer to the events occurring in which of these years? 1865, 1861, 1899, or 1800? And I can spell that if you need it. I was gonna, can you paste it into the chat? Yeah, it is fin de Cecil. And you said 1861, 1865, 1899, or what? 1800. Or 1800. And there's no stealing, right? It's, if I guess no. wrong, okay. End of, end of something? End of, maybe the end of the century? 61's the start of the American Civil War. 65's the end of it. Uh, 1899 would be the end of the century. 1800 would be the start of the century, depending on which way you look at it. I'm going to say 1899. 1899 is a correct answer. Oh, good job. I I believe you're correct that that is end of the century. That's just a straight guess. I knew Finn was in. That's all I had. Chris, the Eiffel Tower was originally intended for what European city? Hmm. I never heard this one. Um... Eiffel's Charles Eiffel, I think, is the one that did it. He's French, so I'm going to say one or one of the older cities. I'll say London. It was actually intended for Barcelona. Mm. Barcelona. Jonathan, since 1916, Nathan's hot dog eating contest has been held annually at what iconic New York locale? I think it's at Coney Island. So I'll say That's that. a correct answer, Coney Island. Chris, back to you. Which of these southern cities shares its name with a dance that was wildly popular in the 1920s? Charleston, Raleigh, Augusta, or Tallahassee? Charleston. Charleston is a correct answer. Come on, y'all. We doing Tallahassee. (laughs) That's my Tallahassee lassie. Jonathan, who is the master of ceremonies at the Hunger Games? Oh, the master of ceremonies. Ah, names? Is it the lady or the guy? Ew, God, I don't remember either of their names anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. Shoot. It's the guy. Oh. Can't remember his name. I got to pass. That would be Caesar Flickerman. Mm-hmm. Back to Was Chris. he played by Eugene Levy? Uh, no, no, it was... Uh, I'm not going to take up time. I can't think of it. All right. Uh, Chris, leaders of 175 nations gathered at the UN in April 2016 to sign the Paris Agreement, a global pact to fight what? Um, it's it's kind of hard to say. I guess uh, the environment or the ozone layer 
breaking down. I don't know how to say it. I'll give it to you to fight climate change. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to you, Jonathan. If the Gettysburg Address were delivered in 2012, four score and seven years ago would refer to what year? I'm just gonna do the math real quick. I'm gonna say 1920. Close. 1925. Four score is. 87 is 70 so 1920 plus 87 is 2005 what no, year did you say the starting 2012 point from 2012 from oh i misunderstood i wrote down 2005 for some reason okay my bad i wrote down the wrong starting point all right we are six minutes in and the score is chris seven jonathan four chris norman mailer called which flamboyant journalist quote the most perfect writer of my generation um i can never remember this guy's name and i know who it is it's guy from oklahoma um philip seymour hoffman played him in a movie i'm not gonna pull it i'm gonna have to pass all right you are right it was philip seymour hoffman it was a truman capote Yep. Yeah. yeah, I just could not get it. Jonathan, back to you. Which physicist, known for his theory of gravity, did NASA honor by sending a piece of his apple tree into space in 2010? I'm just going to guess Newton. Isaac Newton's a correct answer. Chris, children put shrinky dinks into what in order to make them shrink? The oven. The oven is a correct answer. Back to Jonathan. What was the name of Jack Palace's cranky cowboy character in City Slickers? Curly. Curly is the correct answer there. Yeah. Chris, a 2010 Time Magazine article debunks the myth that what group of people are, quote, spoiled, selfish, solitary misfits? Yeah, that could be anybody. Um, You're talking about me. (laughs) In 2010, uh, I'll say yuppies. Only children. Only children was the answer you're looking for there. Yeah. Jonathan, which primatologist was the first to observe chimpanzees making and using tools in the wild? Goodall. Jane Goodall. Back to Chris. What grocery mascot is described as eight feet tall and five feet wide with three ice cubes in his head? Mr. Grocery here is not Grocery here is not referring to grocery store, just grocery product. Oh. Oh. We, I, I thought you meant grocery store. I apologize. What grocery product mascot is described as eight feet tall and five feet wide with three ice cubes on his head? I I don't. I'll say the Jolly Green Giant, but that's not right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid man. Okay. I could not get to it. Uh, Jonathan, practiced by samurai in feudal Japan. Tessenjutsu is a martial art utilizing what seemingly feminine item as a weapon? A fan? Fan is a correct answer. Chris, what Queen song was used to title the Freddie Mercury biopic that won Rami, Rami Malek his Oscar? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That is a correct answer. Jonathan, featuring Betty White, what organization launched its irre- irrelevant Get Over It ad in campaign in 2011? Repeat the question, please. Uh, sure. Featuring Betty White, what organization launched its irrelevant Get Over It ad campaign in 2011 it's irre- do you mean irreverent uh, i have irrelevant but it may be irreverent, irreverent means unimportant so it seems really weird i mean i'll guess um aarp that's a correct answer it has to be irreverent that irrelevant that, means unimportant yeah it, it's possible the transcription got a little messed up there <laughs> uh, i apologize uh, no, after I was, I was like, what do we mean? After <laughs> 10 minutes, we are tied at nine apiece. Back to Chris. What famous inventor founded the company 
that introduced the revolutionary Kodak camera in 1888? Uh, Eastman. George Eastman is the answer we're looking for. Jonathan, in a NASCAR race, which color flag tells the lead driver there is one more lap? Wow, shoot. Okay, yellow is caution. Green is go. Red is stop. Checkered is the final. You said in a NASCAR race, right? That's correct. Damn, I don't know. Um, I will, I guess I'll just say green. When, when there's one lap to go, they wave the white flag. White flag. Did you see yep. white? So it's surrender. <laughs> I would have never guessed white. Yep, it's, it's the white flag. Okay. Chris, back to you. Apples and strawberries belong to the same plant family as roses. True or false? Um, it seems crazy, so I'll say true. True is the correct answer. Good job. Yeah. Jonathan, what is the proper spelling of a mythological being known for shape-shifting, often under the full moon? Um, you want the fancy name for it? The proper spelling? Uh, I, I, they're not looking for the fancy name. Well, I mean, if you want, I, I could say werewolf, if that's acceptable. W-E-R-E-W-E-R-E-W-O-L-F. That is correct. All right. I thought you might want lycanthrope. I was like, all right, L-Y-C-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-E, I think. Nope, we were looking for werewolf. Okay. Uh, back to Chris. Which politician joked about liking the app Snapchat because, quote, messages disappear all by themselves uh it sounds like a trump thing no it's the one who's it uh, famous for it's hillary uh, hillary oh, clinton i get it i get it okay <laughs> wouldn't funny if it was wiener though yeah yeah it would have uh <laughs> jonathan the government sponsored company known as fanny may specializes in helping people do what uh qualify for home loans Buy homes. That is a correct answer. Back to Chris here. Which of these male names comes from the French words meaning the king? Leroy, David, Charles, or Victor? I don't know this one. Um, this is going to be a blind guess. You said Leroy, David, Charles, and Victor? That's correct. From the French for the king. I'll say Victor. Leroy. Leroy. Jonathan. Khaled Hosseini's novels The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons are both set primarily in what country? Read it again, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, Khalid Hosseini's novels, The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons, are both set primarily in what country? No idea, so I will be stereotypical, and I will say Saudi Arabia. You were, you were in the right part of the uh, world. Afghanistan is the answer we were looking for. Okay. Uh, Chris, used to refer to a computer's unique location in cyberspace. IP address is short for internet what? Um, I should know this one. I'm just going to say, uh, I don't want to say, uh, I'm down to two. I'm going to say protocol. Protocol address is a correct answer. Nice and job. at the halfway point, I have the score tied at 12. Uh, Jonathan, what's the name of the region between Mars and Jupiter where large, irregularly shaped objects orbit the sun? Do you want me to say the asteroid belt or something more specific? That's, that's all I'm looking for is the asteroid belt. Coolio. Chris, the dinar is the official currency of several countries in what region of the world? Am I asking, are you asking for like a... I'm looking know. for the region of the world. Um... I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I'll say Indonesian. I don't know. 
we were looking for the Middle East. Okay. Uh, Just north. Yeah. Jonathan, which basketball team that includes rough and tumble players, the worm and the microwave was known as the bad boys? The uh, Detroit Pistons. That would be a correct answer. Shout out to Ben. Chris. Shout out to Ben. Chris, instead of being aged until it has a stronger flavor, which of these cheeses is typically served fresh? Mozzarella, blue, cottage, or Parmesan? Hmm. Yeah, I'm down to two. Um, mozzarella or what was the fourth one? What was the first one and the fourth? Uh, we got mozzarella, blue, cottage, or Parmesan. Okay. I'm going to say mozzarella. The answer I have here is cottage cheese. Really? Okay. Cottage cheese. Back over to Jonathan. Which of these plays was written while the playwright lived at 632 St. Peter's Street in New Orleans? Death of a Salesman, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, Our Town, or A Streetcar Named Desire? Tennessee Williams feels like New Orleans. I'll say A Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar Named Desire is a correct answer. Chris, in humans, the trachea is a tube that runs in front of what other body part? The, um, the windpipe? Or is that the same thing? The throat? Uh, the answer I have here is the esophagus. The esophagus. Yeah. Jonathan, who was the first New York Met inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, are we saying the first person who played with the Mets that was inducted or the first person who was inducted as a Met? Um, based on the question, I'm assuming they're asking for as a Met. Okay. Because I was thinking like, okay, Willie Mays played with them for one season and that was the end of his career. So, But I, I think you're probably looking for, I think you're probably looking for Tom Seaver? No. Tom Seaver, Mets. Oh, is what he went to the White Sox. It was Seaver and Nolan Ryan. Oh man, my brain's blanking in a bad way. I think Tom Seaver was a Met for a long time, but I'm worried about no Gary Carter was. I'm gonna say Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver is correct. God, <laughs> I know he ended up playing with other teams and having a really long career. I got freaked out by it. Good one. Chris, the ruins of the ancient city of Pompeii are located in what country? Uh, Italy. Italy is the answer we're looking for. Jonathan, the three co-founders of YouTube all worked at which company before founding the video sharing website in 2005? Oh, I knew this at one point. It was another tech company. Is this too early for Google? It's definitely too early for Facebook. It's not too early for Microsoft, though. I'm going to say Google, Alphabet Inc. They all work together at PayPal. Oh, that's right. Oh, man, that's a good one. PayPal. Yeah. And with nine, a little over nine minutes left, Jonathan has the lead 16 to 13. Chris, in which state is the historic Shinnecock Hills Golf Club located? I, I have no clue. Uh, I'll say New York. You pulled that one out. New York is a right. correct answer. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Jonathan, in 2005, Dan Rather concluded his final show as a CBS news anchor with what familiar sign-off? Kiss your asses goodbye. <laughs> no, it was a single word. Courage. Nah, no idea. Courage was his familiar sign-off. Back to Chris. Who was the la both the last U.S. president of the 19th century and the first U.S. president of the 20th century? I think uh, McKinley. McKinley's the correct answer. Nice work. Jonathan, in which 1995 film did Sandra Bullock play the character Angela Bennett? Wrestling Ernest Hemingway, The Net, 
or 28 Days? I'm sorry. Read it again, please. In which 1995 film did Sandra Bullock play the character Angela Bennett? Was it Wrestling Ernest Hemingway, The Net, or 28 Days? I'm going to say The Net. The Net's a correct answer. Chris, which pasta is wider, fettuccine or linguine? Uh, pasta trivia is not good. Um, uh, this is awful if I get this wrong. I'm going to say linguine. You should have gone the other way. It was fettuccine. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> what does a cobbler make or mend? Shoes. Shoes is a correct answer. Chris, which of these gases is not considered one of the greenhouse gases believed to contribute to global warming? Is it neon, methane, carbon dioxide, or nitrous oxide? I'd say neon. Neon's a correct answer. Jonathan, though it sounds like a movie awards category, which of these is the name of a hotel chain? Best Western, Best Action, or Best Comedy? Best Western. Best Western. That's the easiest question of the night. I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. That, that's not fair. Yeah. Chris, air, gel, and zig, maybe gel, G-E-L, and zig are three different technological advances available on certain types of what? Air, gel, and zig. They're all shoes. Sneakers is a correct answer. Yeah, yeah good job. Jonathan, popularized by Audrey Hepburn, women's shoes with short, slender heels are known as what? Um, short, slender heels? Correct. Are we saying, when we say heel, do we, we mean one heel sticking down, or are we saying it's flat the whole way? I, I don't actually have... All right. I mean, I, I can guess. It's just kind of a... Um, I will guess a mule. Uh, we are looking for kitten heels. No, I would okay. I wouldn't get in there. Chris, which of these cities is also the name of a famous cocktail made with vermouth, whiskey, and a dash of bitters? Boston, Cleveland, Sacramento, or Manhattan? Manhattan. Manhattan is a correct answer. We All right, that four... makes up for Best Western. Yeah, it does. <laughs> We've got four <laughs> minutes left. I've got the score at Jonathan nineteen, Chris eighteen. Like and three. we are on to Jonathan, which Welsh author wrote the books, the children's books, The BFG, Matilda, and James and the Giant Peach? Doll. Roald Doll is a correct answer. Chris, in England, a hackney carriage is another name for a what? Um, hmm, weird. I don't know what to say. Um, stagecoach? Don't Taxi cab is the answer we're looking for. I thought of that, but that didn't seem right. Jonathan... In the film Million Dollar Baby, Maggie wears a robe labeled Mo Quishel, a saying in what language? Hebrew? Gaelic. Gaelic, okay. Gaelic. Chris, in the world of DC Comics, Edward Nigma is the birth name of what Batman foe? Uh, the Riddler. The Riddler is a correct answer. Jonathan, actress Mackenzie Phillips is the daughter of John Phillips, a singer, a singer from what popular music group? The Mamas and the Papas. The Mamas and the Papas. Chris, written by British group SAP, Cozy in the Rocket is the theme song to what long-running TV drama? Cozy in the Rocket. I have no idea on this one. Um, can you repeat that? Yep. Written by the British group SAP, P-S-A-P-P. -P -P. Cozy in the Rocket is the theme song to what long-running TV drama? Uh, I'll say Law and Order. No, everybody sleeps together and everybody dies. It's Grey's Anatomy. 
Okay. Mm. Jonathan, which of these popular candies are often sold in containers resembling milk cartons? Skittles, Whoppers, Butterfinger BBs, or M&Ms? Whoppers. Whoppers is a correct answer. Chris, Honolulu is a Hawaiian word meaning what? That's a great question. Um, I'll say uh, always sunny. Protected Bay is the answer we were looking for. Just under a minute left. Jonathan, what plastic toy comes with a pointing device called a planchette? What plastic toy comes with a pointing device called a planchette? Pointing plastic toy. I don't have any idea. Um, a plant. I've heard that word before. I'll say um, an etch a sketch. A Ouija board. Oh. Chris, which opulent St. Petersburg art museum is famously guarded by an army of felines? I don't know <laughs> any. Um, I'll say St. Basil's, but I no, that's not right. The State Hermitage Museum. And time is up, but that means Jonathan gets one last question here. What TV show featured the first interracial kiss on American network television? Star Trek. Star Trek is a correct answer. You guys have survived the hot seat. How are you feeling? Not great. Well, okay. it's not that bad. It's uh, bad. Jonathan is up 23 to 19 going into the wager round. So it's still quite clearly anybody's game. Uh, we all know anything can happen on those wager questions. So here's how this is going to work. You will get your three categories. You can divide your points. Once again, Chris has 19. Jonathan has 23 among these categories as you wish not to exceed the point total uh, so you can't wager you know betting that you're going to have those points later uh, you just divide them up now your three categories are history music and movies and video games once again those categories are history music and movies and video games Is it go ahead and place your wagers based on Say again. Sorry, is it music and movies or music yes? Category and two movies. is music and movies. Okay. Go ahead and place your wagers based on those three categories. While our contestants are doing that, I'll take a chance to tell you to follow us on all social media at Pub Trivia Experience on Instagram. We're at Pub Trivia Pod on Twitter. Join our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. You can support us at patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That's patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. Any support you give goes right back to making this a great experience for all. But if you can't, we understand that times are tough. And a reminder that we are sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Join over 4 million people who trust Manscaped with their goods. Head to manscaped.com and enter promo code P-T-E to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com, promo code PTE. How are we doing on those wagers? Thinking about them. So we risk it, right? If we wager. Um, Correct. If you, okay, if you the, get it incorrect, you do lose your wager. And the most you can do is double up, right? Correct. You can, your, your total cannot exceed what you have now. Mm -hmm. I don't like figure that. Out a, trying to figure out a wagering strategy for a game I've never played before. Sorry about that. No, that's not going to work, is it? Hmm. Well, that's a damn shame. Okay. I have 23. He has 19, right? That is correct. Okay. I think I've wagered this the way that I want to. I guess I'm locked in. All right. Chris, you're locked in? Yes, I'm locked in. 
All right. So we'll give all three questions, and then you'll have a few minutes to figure them out. Uh, question one, in history, what man, usually associated with Cooperstown, New York, fired the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter, kicking off the Civil War? Once again, what man, usually associated with Cooperstown, New York, fired the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter, kicking off the Civil War? Question two, in the category of music and movies, Taylor Momsen of the band The Pretty Reckless was originally a child actor best known for starring in what Jim Carrey film? Taylor Momsen of the band The Pretty Reckless was originally a child actor best known for starring in what Jim Carrey film? And our third question in the category of video games. Which video game series, originally released by Square in 2002, has installments with titles like Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, and Dream Drop Distance? Once again, which video game series, originally released by Square in 2002, has installments with titles like Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, and Dream Drop Distance? Could you read the third question again, please? Sure. In the category of video games, which video game series originally released by Square in 2002 has installments with titles like Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, and Dream Drop Distance? So it would be name of the series and then name of the game, but the name of the series is always said first whenever you're naming it? Yes, I believe that it's all set up that way. I've never heard of any of those. I'm locked in. Not competently at all, but... All right, Chris is locked in. She's 2002. Well, I hope I hope two of these are right, because the third one sure as hell ain't. Does that mean right, you're locked, locked in? in? Yeah. All right. So starting at the top, uh, in the category of history, what man, usually associated with Cooperstown, New York, fired the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter, kicking off the Civil War? Chris, let's start with you. I said Abner Doubleday. All right. And Jonathan? I also said Abner Doubleday. We talked about him once and came to the conclusion that he was just a really good liar. I agree. Because he doesn't actually do any of the things that he said he did. Mm -hmm. And Chris, what did you wager? Four. And Jonathan? I wagered 10. All right. Question two, music and movies. Taylor Momsen of the band The Pretty Reckless was originally a child actor best known for starring in what Jim Carrey film? Let's start with Jonathan. I said The Grinch, and I'm hoping that's the name of the movie and not that I'm not messing it up. And what did you wager? I wagered six. Six. And Chris? I said The Grinch as well and said 11 for my wager. All right. And our third question in the category of video games which video game series, originally released by Square in 2002, has installments with titles like Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, and Dream Drop Distance? Chris, what did you say? Well, I had no clue. I don't think Jonathan did either. But no. uh, based on the wordage, I put Morpheus, whatever that is. All right. All right. And what did you wager there? I wagered four. And Jonathan, what did you say? Um, so I know Square does the Final Fantasy games, but Final Fantasy came out before 2002. I know there was a spinoff, and it's the only game, other game I know for sure Square makes, so I said Final Fantasy Tactics, which is assuredly wrong. And what did you wager? 
I wagered six on that one as well. All right. So going back through these, what man usually associated with Cooperstown, New York, fired the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter, kicking off the Civil War? Uh, Both of you said Abner Doubleday. The correct answer, Abner Doubleday. And question two, Taylor Momsen of the band The Pretty Reckless was originally a child actor best known for starring in what Jim Carrey film? You both said The Grinch. Officially, the answer is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I believe, but I'm giving it to you. It's the same thing. Is uh, it really original? I, I actually wrote I, that down and scratched it out because I remember the the poster just says The Grinch on it. I, I am pretty sure the Jim Carrey version is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Huh. Um, but honestly, I would give either uh, I mean, It's the same answer way. for both of us, so it's great right. either way. And going into the final question, Jonathan has 39, Chris has 34. Which video game series, originally released by Square in 2002, has installments with titles like Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, and Dream Drop Distance? Chris said Morpheus for four points. Jonathan said Final Fantasy Tactics for six. Jonathan, you were on the right track. It is related to the Final Fantasy series. The answer we were looking for is Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, the Square Final Fantasy Disney collaboration. Okay. Um, Dream Drop Distance is a 3DS game, hence the three Ds in the title. Um, They had a whole bunch of crazy spinoffs. So neither of you getting your wagers there, which means... If my math is correct, Chris, you finish the game with 30 points. And Jonathan, you win today's matchup with 33 points. Good game. Good job. Chris, you know, I don't, I, I think you did the same thing I did with the wagers and having the lead was a big advantage here because the way that I did the wager was pick one category to go the big number on. But yep. with, with me, for me, if I could get 16 points, that was a lockout. Yeah. in my mind, but I wasn't really thinking it through all the way because it's not a lockout if you can lose points on the last one. So I got my 16 and then I lost six. If yeah. you had bet zero on the last one, you would have won the game. Yeah, I know. I didn't consider that until just when we got to that point in the game. I'm like, <laughs> crap, if he bet zero, I lost yep. and I thought it was a lockout. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it really yeah, keeps everybody's game. Yeah, I could have went all the way on movies too, and just done nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which no, it's, yeah, that's right. that's the wagering that's on this that's fine. on this set of questions is intense. There's a yeah. lot of stuff to consider. Wow, yeah. I got lucky. So with that, our champion today is Jonathan Oaks. Before we go, I, uh, Jonathan, you are going to get to go on to face the winner of Leah and Jay Borsum. Cool. I said I like both of them. That'll be great. Yeah, they're great people. Uh, before we go, I want to give each of you another chance to plug anything you like. We'll start with today's runner-up, Chris. Uh, I, I would like to plug Trivial Warfare. Uh, it's <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. I'm a, I've been a patron forever, so um, congrats, Jonathan. Thank you. Yeah. And today's champion, Jonathan. Uh, you know, uh, anything that we do at the Oaks Media Group is something that I love. Uh, I especially want to share love um, with uh, Carmela's work on uh, the game Foreplay. With Nick's uh, previous work on the work on the show, things that are blank, and with Tim and Cheyenne's work on uh, Blitz, Trivial Warfare Blitz, 
they put a lot of effort in and they're doing their own work and they're doing great work. And uh, you guys should check all of those out if you haven't already. Yeah, uh, Carmela and Nick are both in different parts of this bracket for this tournament. So we're going to see how they get, how they do uh, before too long. I uh, saw that Alex Jacob is in our quadrant, Chris. So either I didn't think either one of us was going to make it past the quarterfinals, no matter who won this game. Yeah, I said that to Tim already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I may be biased, but I think this quadrant might have had the hardest draw. Uh, you guys got Duke, UNC, and Kentucky all in that same quadrant. <laughs> I just, I just played. We just had Alex on a game of Trivial Warfare, and I'm gonna need some real luck on my side if I even get to him. I mm-hmm. probably won't even do that. Yeah, uh, well, you'll you'll have to get past Jay or Leah. Exactly. First. I was just realizing. Wait, I'm not. I'm. I, there's a whole nother game where I can lose. Awesome. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for coming out. Hopefully you had a good time. Um, you guys survived the hot seat. You're still in one piece, um, but that'll yes, end. It's a little toasty. Yeah, th- <laughs> that'll end today's matchup uh, for the Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament. Join us next time for more exciting trivia action. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I've been Tim. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Chris. Have a good night.